I will arise one morning as I do every day. My normal routine is to get up, get dressed, get ready. Go to the kitchen to be Darlene ready every morning. She's got a whole lot more to do than I do. Get me a cup of coffee. Go to my recliner. I look to see if there's any new news. Check my messages. Talk with her just a little bit before she leaves the house. Read my Bible. Have my prayer. And go about my day. This is my ordinary day. Maybe to the church. Maybe to somewhere else that I have to be. But it's just my ordinary day. I get up every day and pretty much it's a routine. As it is with you. We're all creatures of habit, aren't we? You got to have a certain kind of coffee and you want it in a certain cup. And you want it at a certain time. Just ordinary people living ordinary lives in ordinary days. But I was, I was just praying and seeking God and asking Him for direction for our church. And uh, man... Has God showed up here this morning or what? Has he showed up today or what? I don't have one note to preach from today. I, I was here very, very early this morning. I, I've, uh, I've sought the Lord and I have, I have a message inside of me. The only thing I have written down today is some scriptures. But I want to I talk to you from this simple subject. On just an ordinary day. Often our ordinary days are interrupted with things that we don't we don't know is coming. You may have a flat tire and that interrupts your ordinary day. You may get sick and that interrupts your ordinary day. Your day, your day and your routine, now come on, let's be honest, how many of you pretty much know what's going to happen in your life this week if nothing, and if nothing intervenes and if nothing changes? You're going to get up in the morning, you're going to go to work, you're going to be there at a certain time, you're going to take lunch at a certain time, and uh, you may even know where you're going to eat lunch, you may know what you're going to do, you know what's happening on Monday and on Tuesday. I know, I know my schedule this week, and I know where I'll be if, if, if the Lord doesn't change that and something doesn't happen. But ordinary days are so ordinary that we get caught up in them, and we get, we get used to just living our life, and, and we get so accustomed to things being the same, and, and we do them over and over, and, and 
but it, it suddenly dawned on me one of these days on just an ordinary day, on just an ordinary day, the trump of God is going to sound and the church is going to lead the world. It's not going to be the headlines of the morning paper. It's not going to be on Fox News or CNN. It's not going to be where you can check the news and say, hey, oh, yeah, well, hey, today the Lord's coming. Not going to happen. I want to read you a little scripture, several scriptures today, and, and, I, I, and I want to just talk to you because there are several things inside of me that I feel like we need so desperately today. Because this is the greatest hour for the church of the living God. I do not speak that just in, in, in jest today. I don't say that because that's just some cliche today. I believe that God has brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. If you believe prophecy, and if you believe the word of the Lord and the things that it projects for the last days, you will have to believe with me this morning that we are they upon whom the ends of the world have come. Today, while I'm standing in this pulpit, there are people, Christians, that are living in a torment in Ukraine. People that have been buried in water and baptized with the Spirit that are going through trial and tribulation while I speak. We better pray for them. There's a dictator of our world that's trying to amass more power. And because he is doing it, I, I would tell you what I personally believe. Don't count it as prophecy. But I believe it is the opening of the door to other nations who declare and want to do the same. And what we shall see soon is nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom more than it is right now. In a greater scale, it puts us all at risk. I'm not here today to preach to you something that is not happening. But I challenge you to go to the word of the Lord for these times. These times are prophesied in the word of the Lord. We are people that are living. It was in Matthew 24 that the disciples came to Jesus in the first part of that chapter. And they said, Lord, when will these things be? What, how will we know the signs of your coming? What is going to happen? And, and of course, I don't have time to read all of that chapter, but he, he, he quickly, he quickly went to some things and told them. He said, it's going to be wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, famines and pestilence in the land. There's going to be a lot of things going on. Nation is going to rise against nation. This is in Matthew 24. Go read it today when you get home. Don't get on your phone right now. If you do, I'm going to call you out today. I ain't playing with you today. Matthew 24 tells you what will happen. 
And this is what he said. The love of many shall wax cold. People are going to stray away from God. There's going to be a lot of signs, but then he comes to the 37th verse. And he says this, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. I want you to say it with me. It was just, come on, I need your help. Say it was just an ordinary day. They were having a party. They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying and giving in marriage until the day. And the Bible said in verse 39, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Notice what will happen. He said it's going to be an ordinary day. He didn't say those words, but this is what he said. Two shall be in the field. One shall be taken, the other left. Two women grinding at the meal. The one shall be taken, the other left. And so the Lord said to them, Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Ladies and gentlemen, it will be just an ordinary day. You'll drink your coffee. You'll go to work. You'll drive your automobile. You'll go through your routine of every day. But on this day, it will be different. If you go from 24 of Matthew to 25 of Matthew, the Bible then tells a story about ten virgins, five of them wise and five of them foolish. And the Bible said that the foolish, the foolish did not have any oil with their lamps, but the wise took oil in their vessels. And they were going out because the cry came, in the midnight hour, the bridegroom come. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. It's a story of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ because we are the bride of Christ and he is the bridegroom. And the Bible teaches us through that story. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And those that had all, when the cry came, they were ready to meet the bridegroom. But those that did not have all, they were not prepared on this ordinary day. They should have gotten ready, but they did not get ready. And the foolish that had no all went to the wise virgins and said, Give us of your all because our lamps are out. We don't have any light. We can't see where we're going. But the wise answered and said, Not so lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather that to them that sail and go get it, go buy it for yourself. And while they went to buy, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready, I want you to see it, they that were ready on this ordinary day went in with him to marriage 
and the door was shut. So I've come to tell you on a Sunday morning, I don't come to scare you, but I, I, can't, I can't escape the fact that because, well, look, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a news junkie. I don't mind telling you. I, if I'm going to listen going down the road, it's not going to be to country music. It's not going to be to hip-hop. It's not going to be to rap. It's going to be the news. That's what I listen to. If I'm going to watch anything on TV, it's going to be the news. Basically, that's about all I do is, is watch the news and listen because I want to know where we are. You say, that's all negative. You're right. But there are blinking lights of prophecy in every newscast. There are things happening around our world that ought to tell you that we may be living in an ordinary day, but we are not living in ordinary times. We are going to see the coming of the Lord very quickly. Paul said, but the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then shall come sudden destruction, or then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. This church is not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all children of the light, and you're children of the day, and we are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Can I just preach a little while here? Do you mind if I just lay all the notes and all? I don't have any notes, but do you mind if I just do forget about everything for a few minutes and preach to you what I feel deep in my soul today? Can I tell you that I, I, I can't believe there are people that have once been born of water and spirit that are dabbling with so many things of this old world that you would risk your soul in the last moment of the last hour of time. Can I tell you that there's nothing in this world world worth going to hell over there's nothing in this world worth losing your soul over there's nothing in this world worth missing the rapture over I can't think of one thing that I want that would take the place of me being saved in the end I had another sermon and I wrote it out this morning I wrote it out but here's yeah, I'm going to preach both of them if you don't mind the bottom line somebody shout the bottom line let me tell you what the bottom line is. If you go to a business, you can look at all the income and you can look at all the expenses and you can look at all the affairs of the business. But you know what counts, Brother Roy? The bottom line. You know what makes a difference? The bottom line. The bank don't care how much you spend or how much you get. They want to know the bottom line. When you go to get a loan, they want to know how much you owe and how much you're worth. Why? Because they want to know the bottom line. Could I tell you what the bottom line is today? It's not about it's not about popularity. It's not about social society. It's about whether you're saved or whether you're lost. It's about whether you're right or whether you're wrong. The bottom line is what's going to matter when it's all said and done. Well, I'm a 
don't get it right, preacher. Honey, you, 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 you got it all wrong. You think the lights are going to be flashing one morning and everybody's going to be calling your phone and texting you and it's going to be on Facebook. Hey, Jesus is coming today. No, I'm going to tell you, you may be texting when Jesus comes. You may be sleeping when Jesus comes. You may be working when Jesus comes. It's going to be an ordinary day. And the bottom line is, do you still have oil in your lamp? Just the ordinary day. I know you're not used to me preaching like this very often, but I got to say some things to you today. He said... He said, don't let that overtake you like a thief in the night. You're children of light. You're not children of the night. You're not children of darkness. He said, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, everybody say, let us. Let us, the Bible said, who are of the day, be sober. Put it on the breastplate of faith. And love, and for one and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but obtained salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. The bottom line is this. How are you living when you get up every morning? How are you living? Let me... My God, I wish I could say everything I need to say today. But we got people that you think the church has just become a social club. I loved what happened here Thursday night. Don't get me wrong. I love it when men love one another. I love what I saw just a few minutes ago. I love it when brethren are dwelling together in unity. But this church has got to be more than a social. This church has got to be more than a get-together. This church is, pardon me, ladies, I love you. It's got to be more than coffee and conversation. It's got to be more than just a night of praise. It's got to be more than just a Sunday morning. It's got to be more than one sermon. It's got to be more than just a special song. It's got to be an apostolic revival that reaches deep inside the heart and changes the mind and changes the way of life because the bottom line is what matters. Hallelujah. I'm not against any of that. We need church. We need worship. We need everything. But I'll tell you what we can't do. We can't fall into this little realm where it's just about getting together and patty caking for Jesus for a few minutes. Somebody's got to have a prayer life. Somebody's got to have a commitment. Somebody's got to have a dedication. Somebody's got to be faithful to the house of God. Somebody's got to be faithful to giving. Somebody's got to love God more than you love the world. It's the day, and we're children of the day. We're not children of the night. We're not unaware of what's happening. The Bible said that day will not take the church unaware. We got to be those that are getting up every day and looking for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something today. I looked at an old scripture, a scripture that's been on my mind the last few days. It said, forsake not the ancient landmarks. You ever read that scripture? 
You know what that means? There's a place that you need to go back to and you don't ever forget how you got here. You don't ever forget what brought you here. I'm all for modern stuff. Thank God we're not in a brush harbor anymore. Thank God that we're not where there's dirt floors and, 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 and funeral home fans in our hands anymore. Thank God that we got all the technology. That, but let me tell you something. I trade every ounce of technology in this church for an old fashioned move of the Holy Ghost and fire. I'd rather have a revival than anything. I'd rather have a move of God than anything. I don't want to trade off. I don't want to say, well, it's new day. We don't have to do that. We need somebody that knows how to dance in the Holy Ghost. We need somebody that knows how to worship. We need people that know how to pray by hours. I'm preaching whether you believe I am or not today. And I'm telling you right now, the bottom line is, is that it's going to be an ordinary day, but we're not ordinary people, and we got to have a supernatural anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the last days, it's going to be perilous times. What the Bible said. Men are going to be lovers of their own selves. Have you ever seen so many selfies in your life? Y'all get on that two-faced book. And there's more, there's more junk. You think if it's on there, it's true. If it's on there, it's probably a lie. I'm just, I'm just where we are today. Perilous times. Men are going to be lovers of their own selves. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Young people, let me tell you something. The first commandment will promise. Listen to me. All you kids, listen to me. The first commandment will promise is honor thy father and mother that thy days may be long. You want to live a long time, you better honor your father and mother. I'm preaching Bible here today. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. Do you understand what that means? He's saying in the last days there's going to be a lot of homosexuality. I've had people leave this church because I preach so hard against that. But if you leave because I preach hard against that, I'll see you on the other side because I ain't going to quit preaching against that. Unnatural affection. Go back and read the book of Genesis. Women to women and men to men. That's what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why it's called sodomy in the day that we live in. I don't know where you got that God made Adam and Steve instead of Adam and Eve. Pastor's home today, in case you haven't figured it out. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form, are you listening to me? Having a form of godliness 
but denying the power thereof. And this is what he said. Now, I want you to listen to me closely because I'm going to quote the scripture. He said, from such turn away. Maybe I'll read that again. I won't read the whole thing, but he said, having a form of godliness. Woo. Sounds like they got it. Their fruit would, would tell you if they got it. Denying the power thereof. Have you, have you heard the terminology lately? Seeker-friendly churches. Seeker-friendly. Y'all don't get quiet on me. Seeker-friendly churches where don't you act like these guys acted up here. You want to do that, we'll take you to the back room. And you can do that back here. Because we don't want to scare nobody off. Let me tell you something. As long as this guy is the pastor of this church, there's going to be Holy Ghost revival and Holy Ghost worship and Holy Ghost given in this auditorium and people are going to receive the power of God as long as there's breath in me. We will never go to that idea we'll take you back here and tell you how to come to Jesus. Let me tell you, if you want to come to Jesus, you can come to him right here. You can come to him right there. You can come to him anywhere in this house today. This is a seeker friendly church. We see God here and we're friendly. Well, we don't want to scare anybody off. I'll tell you what you're doing. You're giving the devil a place in your worship place. Seeker friendly, my foot. I can say what I'm on to. I'm almost 69 years old. Y'all don't like me? Get rid of me. I'm saying it like it is today. He said, for this, of this sort, are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away by, with divers' lust, ever learning, everybody say ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. It's just all a big social gathering. Let's, let's party. And I'm not against anything this church is doing, but here's what I want to tell you. When before we do anything else, I don't care what we plan or what we do, it needs to be sanctioned with a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. I will, let me tell you something. Charlie, let me preach about you a little bit. I see you got your grandbaby, and I won't make you get up. But after the service was over with our men the other night, and about 50 of our guys, and if you were there, you understand what happened. It was a marvelous move of the Holy Ghost. It was powerful. It was anointed. I put my arm around Charlie. I said, that was good. He said, let me tell you what I didn't tell you. But he named, I don't know how many people that had been fasting day after day after day he got him a little team together and he said we're going to pray and we're going to fast for God to pour out his spirit let me tell you that revival don't come any other way Holy Ghost anointing don't come any other way if you're going to preach you better preach with prayer if you're going to teach you better teach with prayer if you're going to if you're going to do anything for God it better be anointed of the Holy Ghost we don't need please understand me take 
me back, Lord, to the old landmarks. Let me see what I saw when I was growing up as a child and all through my early years and even up until now, people that are slain in the Spirit, people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, people that are worshiping God with every ounce of enthusiasm and energy in their body. I am telling you right now, on an ordinary day, he's coming. And so we can't have ordinary church. And we can't be ordinary people. See, I love the worship today. I think we ought to have that every Sunday. I think we ought to get loose in the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm hurrying today. Peter said, knowing this first, there shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lust and saying this, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. We've heard about his coming. Why did he come yet? Look, when I was a kid, I've told you this many times. Those who are new, won't, you, you may not have heard me say it, so I'll say it for you. When I was a kid, it was so drilled and ingrained in me that the Lord was coming back that every day when I walked in from school, I'd call my mom on my daddy's name. Hey! If they didn't answer, I was calling the most holy saint I knew. I'm telling you the truth. It's a fact. Because they scared the living daylights out of me and said the Lord's going to come back. And I want to make sure I went in the rapture. Are you with me? We sing about it, we talk about it, and then we go on our merry way and we don't think about it till next Sunday. We don't think about it every day. But I'm telling you on an ordinary day, the Lord is going to have the trumpet sound and he's going to catch a bride out of this world. That's why you've got to have church out of the ordinary. And you've got to have prayer out of the ordinary. And you can't live your life just like everybody else does cause everybody else does. You've got to live according to the Word of God. I'm not, t look, I'm not here to scare you today. I believe there's a whole lot of folks sitting under the sound of my voice that's going in the rapture of the church. But I also believe there's some of you that's dabbling with things that are going to damn your soul and you're going to lose out with God in the very last day. I've come too far, honey, to look back now. I have come too far to look over my shoulder and say, I think I'll go there that way now. I'm not turning to the right, Brother Chase. I'm not turning to the left, Brother Roy. I'm walking with Jesus every day. I'm going to make sure that I make it. If I got to pray 10 hours a day, I got to make it. I got to do what it, does, it matters to do because the bottom line is, the bottom line is saved or lost saved or lost listen when you walk out here today I hope it's ringing in your ears saved or lost I don't know how the I don't know how the judgment day is going to happen I don't know I, I heard a preacher preach one time he was a powerful powerful preacher but he said he said perhaps when the judgment day comes because there's so many millions and millions and millions and billions of people that are going to stand before God I don't know how it's going to go, but perhaps the Bible said we shall all stand at the judgment seat of Christ. All. That means from Eric Pearson all the way up to Randy McManus, all the way over to the glasses, all the way down on this platform, everybody in this room is going to stand before God.
know how he's going to do it. Perhaps he's just going to say, saved, saved, lost, lost, saved, lost. I don't know. But here's what I do know. We are going to be judged by our works and by our deeds and by the word of God. He's going to judge us by how we live. And he's going to judge us by how we die. We've got to stand before him. Ready. Help me out, Toby. Ready. If you're in this room today, I want to tell you one of the greatest weapons of the devil in the last days. One of the greatest weapons is deceit. Deceit. Now they have veneer wood. It's not wood. It just looks like wood. They have veneer brick. It's not brick. It just looks like they have veneer everything. That means you just put a coating on it and you make it look good. But that doesn't mean it's the real stuff. There's veneer religion. Oh, let's get together. Let's have a good time together. Let's rub shoulders. Where in the name of God did we come up with religion that can supposedly go to church and worship God and then go out and worship the devil. He might not come on Sunday. He might come on Tuesday. He might come on Friday evening. He might come when you got that in your hand. He might come when you just took a puff. He might come while you're sleeping. He might come at any moment. But he's coming on an ordinary day. On an ordinary day. Lauren, with the Holy Ghost last Sunday, I'm so proud of you. I hadn't got to see you since then. The Holy Ghost is what gets you ready for the rapture. The Holy Ghost is what gets you with rapture power. I'm proud of you. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost today. What an unusual day. See, I'm worried. I'm worried that because you may fall into that realm of in the last days there will be scoffers. They'll be saying, we're the signs of his coming. You've been preaching that ever since you've been here, Pastor. My dad preached it for 58 years in this church. I've been here almost 33 years now. That's 91 years of ministry in this church that you've heard, that I know of, that you've heard that Jesus was coming soon. 91 years of ministry. And some of you still are living loose. And we all make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. We all, nobody does anything perfect. But when we make mistakes, we don't dwell in our mistakes. We get up 
and God picks us up. He's the fastest forgiver. I don't want you to live in fear. I want you to live in faith. But I want you to get up every morning with Jesus on your lips and in your heart and on your mind and walking with the Lord and saying, God, whatever you got from me this day, if I stumble, pick me up. If I stumble, forgive me and wash me clean. Because let me tell you, that's exactly what he will do. And that's what he's come to do on this Sunday morning. You know what? I'm going to tell you, the scripture's been on me. I quoted it the other night, Brother Hodge preaching, and, and, and I believe it but it's a scripture that said if I build again the things I once destroyed Paul said if I build them again I make myself a transgressor a transgressor is somebody that sins against God if I build again the thing there's some things that that some of you you're not gonna like me but I don't I don't really care right now I'm not here for your glory I'm, I'm not here for your applause there's some of you that laid some things down that you went back and picked them up because the devil's convinced you it's okay. And it's not okay. If God, if you laid them down to get God, you got to leave them down to keep God. Stand with me. What a beautiful time of worship on the love of Jesus and the things that they sang today. And I don't want to bring any anything to this pulpit that would hinder what God is doing. But I think today that I've brought some things that you need to hear. And the Holy Ghost got our minds ready and our hearts ready to hear the word of the Lord, to hear what God wants to say. And here's what he's saying to you. Be careful. Watch therefore. For ye know not what time or day the Son of Man cometh. It could be at morning, the scripture said, or at noon, or it could be at midnight. But watch and be sober and be vigilant and be careful is what he's saying because I'm going to come on an ordinary day and you've got to be ready on that ordinary day. See, the rest of the story of Noah is this. Noah preached 120 years. Nobody listened. Everybody thought he was crazy. So one day, when he gets all through, God says, get all the animals in the boat. And, 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 and they bring them up the gangplank. And they, they open the door and they put them all in the boat. And so he takes Miss Noah by the hand and he says, come on, we're going in. Here comes his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And they all have their wives. It's just eight people. Just eight, eight, 120 years of preaching, and he got eight folks in the ark, eight people. Are you listening to me? And so he goes in the ark, and, and he doesn't do anything. Donna, God reached down, took the door, and shut it. God shut the door. It starts raining, and it rains. You think you've seen a gully washer? You ain't seen no gully washer. It rains, and it rains. And it got about ankle deep, and folks were saying, whoo, this is quite a rain. But when it got knee deep and hip deep, and they were climbing mountains and going to the top of houses and going to the tallest tree 
and they couldn't get away and the water kept rising and the rain kept coming. Let me tell you what they did. They ran to that door on that ark or the side of that ark and they beat on the side of that door and they said, Noah, I'm telling you it happened. Noah, you got to let us in. Well, you had 120 years of ordinary days that you did nothing. The Bible said the day until the flood came. They were marrying, giving in marriage, eating, drinking. Everything was good. But when the flood came, mm, I tried to picture in my mind five minutes after the rapture. Five minutes. You won't be able to get down frontage road. You won't be able to get in here just a few minutes after the rapture. You there's going to be people screaming, crying. Loved ones are going to be gone. I want you to get a mental picture because Jesus said there's going to be two working right together in the field. One of them's going up, the other one's staying. There's going to be two that's in the same bed. One of them's going to go, the other one's going to be left. Two's going to be grinding at the meal, and one's going to leave, and the other one's going to be left. On just an ordinary day. Just an ordinary day. Every head bowed in this room today. They beat, they cried. You know what Noah said? I can't open the door. I can't open the door. God shut the door. You know what was said in the book, the 25th chapter of Matthew, when the when the virgins came late, they said, Sorry, you should have been here. When the bridegroom came and been ready when you when he came because because now he shut the door you can't get in when he shut the door i want you to hear this preacher on this sunday morning if you miss the rapture it's over for you it's over for you i want you to hear me again if you miss the rapture it's over there are no second chances for you why don't you make sure that on an ordinary day you're ready to meet God. They're going to sing. I'm going to open these altars for people who want to be saved and people who want to make their calling and election sure that you want to get to the bottom line. Let me tell you something. I'm not arguing with you. I don't think we need to argue with one another. We just need to make sure we got the bottom line right. Do I agree with everything in the church? Probably not. Do you agree with everything in the church? Probably not. But I'm going to do a personal, personal work on me to make sure my mind and my heart, my feet and my hands, my body, everything is ready to meet Jesus Christ on an ordinary day. Who will join me around this altar today? Standing around this altar. Just come. If you want to kneel, you can. But who will join me and say, I'm ready. I want to be there, Pastor. I want to get ready to go. I want to be, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I was thinking this morning about Simon Peter. While you're coming, let me tell you this. Simon Peter stepped over the bow of that boat in the night. He was walking on the water. And suddenly, suddenly he took his eyes off of the Lord and he began to sink. He came to me this morning in prayer. You know what he said? Three words. 
Lord, save me. Lord, just save me. I wonder today if we could just cry out to God on this Sunday morning. You may have had the Holy Ghost 50 years. You may have just got in the church in the last 10 days. I don't know. But I wonder if we could just, just cry unto the Lord. Lord, save me. It's the bottom line. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. While they're singing, put your heads up all over this room. And let's ask the Lord to save us in this last day.